Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And in the house today, we got a local legend from L.A. Uh, who knows a lot about L.A. basketball and was one of the one of the best players in L.A. coming up, Mr. Dwayne Poli. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Coop. How's everything? Okay. So uh, before we came on, we were talking about you and I have the same shirt on. And uh, it's from Cal State LA. If you can see that, we, we do some volunteer work over there. So, no, I didn't steal your motherfucking shirt. I earned mine. I got my own shirt. So, there you go. <laughs> you, Coop, you only came to practice three times out the whole season. How, how was you coaching? You, got, <laughs> you stole that from my house. Hey, listen, we ain't going to get all into that because that gets personal. Anyway, hey, despite <laughs> the show off, Mr. Polite. You know, I want the kids to really get and people to know a uh, little bit about you. Who were some of your role models growing up here in Los Angeles? Well, when I was growing up, it was uh, Marcus Johnson, uh, Freeman Williams, Raymond Lewis. You know, I got to put Coop in there. You're my best friend. I, was, I mean, I, I, I love your game because you you were so tenacious on defense, and uh, you know I took that after you playing hard. Uh, John Williams, and uh, that's the name of few. Uh, okay, um, uh, your mom and dad uh, uh, coming up. Give us one thing that they told you that sticks with you today. Uh, my mom that stuck with me was that stenching cord. Uh, when I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but now is, is, is it safe to say you were getting your ass whooped all the time? Oh, uh, uh, at least once a week. You were a bad but, kid then. But, but my mom was a, uh, discipline, discipline. Uh, we had five, I had five brothers, uh, a single mom. So, you know, she had to do what she had to do to uh, discipline us. So that's the you part. Where, where were you in the five? Top, middle? I was bottom? the I was the youngest. Oh, okay. So so I uh, I got all the hand-me-downs. Hand-me-down pants, hand-me-down shoes, two big shirts. You know, I got all the leftovers. So <laughs> Uh, um, were you the, uh, were your family all basketball players? I mean, they, and uh, one of my brothers played baseball, 
I had one brother named Richard Poley. He went to Morningside. Matter of fact, him and Byron Scott played together at Morningside. Okay. Uh, and, but most of them played basketball. And you went to Morningside too, as well, right? Manual arts. No, no. Manual arts. Uh, in the ninth grade, I went to Verbin Day Coop. Uh, then I transferred to Manual Arts, and I, I hey, did three years at Manual Arts. Pose, that cut you off. Let, let me tell you a little bit, At, about about Manual Arts. I mean, about Verbum Day. Back in the seventies, Verbum Day was like the school to go to. That was like, um, what could you equate it with? Um, uh, what's the school that everybody goes to back back east? Um, the high school. Uh, Adrian Dantley went there. Um, um, it slips my mind now, but Bourbon Day was like the school to go to. And it, it had a lot of great players coming out of there. David Greenwood, oh, Warren Tamatha. Hamilton. Tamatha. Me? Tamatha, yeah. That, it, was, it was like one of those schools. And when, Go ahead, Paul. No, I was saying when, when I was in the ninth grade, we, we were number one in the nation. We had, uh, I don't know if you remember, Lionel Marchetti. Yep, I do. Uh, Maurice Williams. Yep. Cliff Pruitt. Kim Lewis, Carmel Stevens, Kenny Fields, Kenny wow. Austin. I mean, we had a, a, a great team that year. And see, that's why he went there, Ari, because he was afraid to lead a team <laughs> by himself. So he always went to a team that was stopped. And that <laughs> no. they were going, and, uh, listen, Bourbon Davis went in the state of California every single year. Or, or he's telling you not the truth. This why I left. <laughs> Look, this is where I left because I wanted to Yo, Abbott Coop's Sturgeon. a shit talker, Dwayne. Yeah, I want look, I left I left Verbin Day to average 30 in high school. If I would have stayed at Verbin Day, I would have probably averaged 10 points. Exactly. I wanted to make I wanted to make my own niche. I averaged 32. And they, and uh they, uh, their coach was Willie West. Manuel Arch coach was Reggie. No, no, Verbin Day Verbin Day's coach was Willie West. No, it, his name was Eli Hawthorne. Yeah, uh, Coach Hawthorne was a very good basketball coach and obviously a good recruiter because he always had a top of the line. I mean, he had a lot of his kids went on to UCLA, SC, and other programs. Uh, so Holy goes there to chase the dream and found out the dream was a nightmare. So he ended up <laughs> leaving and going to manual arts. And uh, right. again, like he said, he went from 10 points to averaging 30 which made him kind of like a local legend because the only way you could become a legend in the city, which is LA was you had to put points on the board. And that's why Raymond Lewis and a couple of people he talked about were those players. But you know, if there was this kid from Pasadena, a little known place, a little North of here that did do shit that came over to the city and locked all that shit up. All right. I had her line handcuffs for them, uh, except Raymond Lewis, Raymond Lewis went by. <laughs> It may, maybe Freeman Williams might give you a I gave, I got Freeman one and I won. I think I won a little bit more than him, but Freeman was good. God rest his soul. But yeah. uh, Pauline was a really, really good basketball player, playing at manual arts, and eventually ended up, uh, I think what you went to San Francisco for a year and then ended up three years at Pepperdine. Yeah. I went, to, I went to UNLV my freshman year. UNLV. With okay. So but same cool. deal. He was but he was cool. on a really good basketball program at UNLV, and then he went to a place in Pepperdine. That <laughs> well, yeah. at Vegas, he went up there for the money because they were giving money away up in hey, Vegas. Hey, <laughs> hey my, my mom found a lot of money uh, in her hotel. What can I say? 
that's Tark the Shark up there when that's he was Dark really in full, when he was in full force. But uh, uh, so well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. But, was that? But Coop, Coop, as you getting back to the uh, the basketball in L.A., I just wanted to say to you, y'all used to give back. You know, you we can go see y'all in the gym working out, playing against each other. All the pros would come down to the city and play Rogers Park. It didn't matter where you was at. Now you can't even see these guys play the pros. They don't even come out. Well, they might go up to UCLA, but y'all used to go to all the inner city gyms and play and give back to the young kids, you know, and it didn't cost y'all nothing. So I appreciate y'all and I appreciate, you know, the lessons that y'all gave us and rolled them down to the younger kids in the inner city. I think the, the most important thing is that uh, when we were coming up, it's kind of rare that you get a UCLA, but we had a couple of leagues, Ari, like uh, the Rutgers League back east that they yeah. had. Well, we had uh, Joe Weekly Summer Pro League. Mm-hmm. We had Cal State LA, which had a little thing going on out there. So it was about playing basketball. And right now, the way things are, AAU basketball has just diluted everything because yeah. teams are going there and you know, and, and showing their wares there. But again, one of the things that Paul did mention is about what we did is try to come back to our community and let people see us. Exactly. That, that was really special. That's a special time basketball in L.A. I mean, oh, after you your years, after your years up at Pepperdine, you played three great years up there. You get drafted in 86, 87 by the Clippers. Yes. And uh, what was that experience like for you? Here at Showtime with Coop, our great partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. For all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including Major League Baseball, the All-Star break is now behind us, and so it's time to look forward to the second half of the season. Plus, you can take a look at the latest futures bets from the National Football League, college sports. They even have lines out for some of the games in college sports that are going to be starting at the end of August and into September. It's never too early to start talking and thinking about college football because it is right around the corner. Bet online, your continued source for all of your sports wagering information from live betting to the playoffs, esports, and so much more. Head on to the website and you or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to get the bonus and get into the action. Again, promo code CLNS50. You like free money? Well, go and use that and place the latest futures bet on over-under totals for your favorite NFL team or your favorite college football program. Bet online. Promo code CLNS50. Again, CLNS50. The number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. After your years up at Pepperdine, you played three great years up there. You get drafted in 86, 87 by the Clippers. Yes. And uh, what was that experience like for you? Well, Coop, uh, people didn't know I had uh, knee surgery uh, after my freshman year in college. And the surgery wasn't that good, you know. So I was really playing on one leg through college. So once I got drafted, man, my knee was just destroyed. You know, I didn't have no ligaments and I had no movement. So, you know, I had to uh, suck it up, though. You know, I I did the best that I can do, 
God ability that gave me a chance to make the NBA. But, you know, my knee would just swell up and swell up and the surgeries was bad. So I had to find me another lead of coaching and raise my family. So what about that kind of, uh, I mean, didn't the Clippers take care of you? Lakers would have taken great care of you. The Clippers well, it was too late at that point. You, yeah, you, you're talking about the Clippers. <laughs> you're talking about the Clippers. <laughs> hey. Oh, that was when Donald Sterling was at, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He didn't give a Donald. shit about none of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, get out there. Do what you do. We get the surgery through UNLV? Uh, I got the surgery through uh, Pepperdine. Oh, okay. So why uh, did that you... was, uh, uh, matter of fact, me and my coach, uh, Jim Herrick, got our surgeries with the same doctor. Coach Herrick? Yeah, Coach Herrick was my coach in college. So he walked around better than you. What did they think they, 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 you know? No, you should see him. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you transfer? Uh, well, my mom uh, had gotten sick, and, you know, it was just a lot going on at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vegas was wild. It was too wild. You see, I went to a, a, a Church of Christ school. After I left Vegas, I, I, I ran to Pepperdine. Hey, get that heathen out of you, huh? Get that, get everything. Yeah, get but it, all it, of it out. I mean, Look it's like home. the most beautiful school in the country, Pepperdine. Oh, it's man, on the Pacific Coast tough. Highway. Let me tell you something. I was up there, right? You have to go to convocation. It's called, you got to go to church every Monday. You know, I'm coming from Vegas. I'm like, oh, I don't have to go to convocation. I, I'm going to miss it. But um, they came and got me and said, uh-uh, you go to church. Every every day after I ate my last meal, they took me into that church and we prayed. I, they said, Dwayne, I got to pray for you. So that's one of my funny stories, you know, and it helped me to uh, grow to be a better person than I am today. Got my degree out of Pepperdine. Well, you know what? Everybody needs a little spirituality in their life, especially when you come from uh, City of Sin, which is Vegas, and you got uh, uh, relieved. So after you you played the one year with the Clippers and your knee was gone, then you go overseas. And you know what I tell a lot of kids? Because I played overseas. Uh, Bob mm-hmm. McAdoo, a lot of the former great players, when you know you think you still got a little bit left and the NBA don't want you, you go overseas. How? What was your experience like going over there? And what teams did you play for over there? Uh, I played. I, I played for San Miguel in uh, the Philippines. I uh, went over to Italy. I played with uh, uh, Mike McGee and Larry Spriggs over there in Spain. And uh, how was that? What was that? It like? was rough. Though. It was they. You know, for the Americans at that time, they wasn't calling too many fouls for us. You know, and I'm not that big. I'm like, look, now if I was two eighty or something. I could withstand all that fouling. But I'm like, look, I ain't going to be no punching bag over here. The money ain't that good. I'm like, the hell with this. I'm coming home. <laughs> I mean, because they, they wasn't calling too many fouls for Americans over there at that time. So well, you punked well, out? What you huh? said, you punked, out, you punked out over there? No, I just didn't go back. <laughs> Why? I ain't no you punching physical? bag. You, you want me to kiss it and make it better so you can go back? <laughs> no, I didn't that, want to go back. I, I said I'd rather get a job than do this. Was that your experience overseas, Coop? 
Oh, I did some ass whooping over there. I ain't getting my ass kicked. <laughs> he didn't weigh that much. He didn't weigh that much. I know they were swinging you around too. That's why I was putting this bone on their ass over there. I was hitting them before they hit me, and I knew that. So I understood the rules. I played in uh, Messagero in Rome. So I knew uh, they were coming after me. So yeah, after when that beer, hoop, nobody's going to scare you. When I went to the hoop, I led with this first. You know, you're going to call an offensive foul before you're going to call a foul on them but me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough overseas, though, at that time. It was. You're listening to Showtime with Coop. We got Dwayne Poli in the house. Popo is in the house. Not the police, but Poli. He's in the house. <laughs> uh, we're at that point, uh, DP, where we got called Coop's Lightning Round. I'm going to give you five names. You tell me as much or as little about the player I'm going to ask you about, okay? I got you. First one, Larry Bird. Shooter. Uh, bust you up. Okay. Uh, Joe. For people that can't see this, he was, he said that with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Bird ain't gonna mess with you, man. You can say what you want about him. I didn't like Boston anyway. Well, talk about it then. I'm just saying I didn't like Boston. I'm from LA. I'm from LA. And look, I hated Boston. So. Next person, the the great, late Joe Weekly. Great. Got all the inner city kids to go to Crenshaw. Powerhouse school. Uh, I went to a a practice. When I was leaving Verbin Day, Joe Weekly came and got me and said, I want you to come to Crenshaw. Man, they had 3,000 kids out there uh, working out to make the team for Crenshaw. But he got a legacy, and I love his son, uh, Paul, too. Me and Paul keep in touch to this day. I love him. Magic Johnson. General. That's the general right there. Everything go through him. You know, mad dog, hate to lose. He's a little cheater, too, though. He cheats. Yeah, he, he, he cheats when he plays, you know, especially – uh, when y'all was playing outside, you know, he never wanted to lose. He'd call a foul, take the ball out. Cheater. That's how he cheated? <laughs> call bogus fouls? Call bogus fouls, man. He'd go to the hoop. He would go to the hoop, and if he didn't score, it was a foul. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we gonna redo this until he <laughs> makes the shot. He's a cheater. Didn't want to lose. That's Hate to lose. Oh, that's why I always got on this team because I knew I was going to stay on the court for at least four straight games. <laughs> hey, Raymond Lewis, you mentioned him a little earlier. Raymond Lewis was the, the best I ever played against, Coop. Uh, when I was in the eighth grade, we used to go up to Verbin Day and play one-on-one full court. I promise you, he never left the court. That's hard to do with great players on each side of the court. You come down another play. He rotated the gym every day, every day. God gave him a gift. I never seen Michael. I didn't play against Michael Jordan, everybody. I've never seen a guy like this in my life. God gave him a gift to shoot, dribble, jump. I mean, he had the whole package. And, Paul, he was doing this before there was a three-point line. And, and, and he had that, he had that like he gonna shoot, 
and keep his dribble because he shot so well. He had that that pause, that stutter, and, and, and keep the dribble and then shoot. I mean, he was way ahead of his time. Yeah, great. I mean, I agree with you on that poll because I played against Raymond and I tell people one story. We were playing over Cal State LA in a little summer league and mm-hmm. uh, Raymond gave us at halftime, he had 63 uh, at halftime and he went and sat down yeah. the whole second half. He said, you know what, it ain't worth playing. He could have him in the NBA. Scored. Pardon me? What happened to him in the league? He, he got drafted to Philadelphia and it was unfortunate because he came there the same time Doug Collins came there. And Doug Collins, they had that racial thing going on. And Raymond was a militant brother. You know, he wasn't going, because he was so good, he didn't have to take any flat from anybody. And Doug was that quintessential uh, white guy that was going to follow the rules. But Doug was still a good player. So they got on the same team, and it came down to which one was going to play more. And they opted to go with Doug Collins. And that was kind of like Raymond's demise. So Raymond said, you know what, he actually had made the team, and Raymond quit. Wow. I'm playing behind mm-hmm. his dude, and that was the end of the story. So, wow. yeah, I believe they had a a, a scrimmage, and I think uh, Ray oh, Luke went him. off. Yeah, he killed him. Then Ray 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 demanded more money. They're like, "What? You want more money?" Now you talking about black this, ball. Ball. this is early seventies, right? Ball. This is yeah. early seventies, mid middle seventies, yeah. and yeah. he was a little cocky. He was a little yeah. cocky, you know. He thought he was his own agent, and uh, mm. got blackballed. Now, uh, last but not least, yours truly, Michael Jerome Cooper, a beast, <laughs> the beast. That's a thief, huh? I steal your shirt. <laughs> yeah, you, no, you, no, you was a beast, though. I mean, every play. One thing about you, Coop, you never took the uh, you never took time off. You know, you played hard on both ends of the court, and I, I recognize that. You know, you uh, you didn't cheat the game. You never cheated that game. You know, you would do the dirty work. You know, and uh, you ain't you didn't cheat the game. You know, if people want to learn how to play the basketball, they should look at some of your film. You played on both sides. It's hard to be a two-way player now. You know, what, you took charges, you made the big shots, you made the alley-oop. They called, you know, Chick Hearns made the alley-oop after you. You know, that's big. And and he's saying this, listeners, without me paying him. So, uh, but, uh, Poe, your thoughts on the NBA? A couple more questions. Your thoughts on the NBA? And is there anybody that plays... Is there anybody that you know that in the NBA that doesn't cheat the game? Mm, it's hard to watch the NBA because I, I watch for different. I, I see how people play hard on defense and on offense. It's hard to find that. I mean, LeBron, he tries, uh, but it's hard. You know, Kawhi Kevin, when he's healthy, they don't. They they wouldn't. They they don't play hard as. The guys that played in the seventies and the eighties. Why they is just, that? You I mean, it's like everybody are friends. I'm like, you're not my friend when I'm on that court. I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's like they don't have enemies. They don't take it personal. So it's hard to watch it uh, from that perspective. I mean, they're talent, but they 
it's like they're, they're soft. You hey, know, you nobody think, take a challenge no more. You think the Golden State Warriors can win the championship next year? Definitely. Why? They, got, they got shooters. That ain't look. Ain't nobody gonna stop Steph Curry. You know, ain't nobody gonna take the challenge to stop him. Thompson. You don't have to worry about uh, Draymond Green. Let him take the shots. I mean, people don't load up on that no more. So, yeah, they can win it. They, they, ain't nobody going to take the challenge to stop them. How about the Lakers? <laughs> don't think, boy, I'm telling you. Well, I, I think if, if Westbrook figure he, he you know he don't have to run the team and hold the ball and and just play defense you know do the other things now do the other things you don't we don't need for you to score third no F- facilitate the ball and play play a different role and not turn the ball over be a you know be a captain be a leader if you guys, the, the egos are so fragile now yeah if you had to pick an NBA champion for next year, who would it be? I like the Golden State Warriors. It seemed like they, you know, they get along. You know, they like each other. That 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 plays and they got leadership over there. And everybody knows their role. After you got done after you got done playing overseas, what'd you do? Uh I started coaching. Uh, I was coaching with USC, uh, with Tim Floyd was at USC. Then I went over to uh, University of San Francisco. And then I, uh, I'm i a, a PE teacher now, though. Awesome. For the young kids in the inner city. What was it like to live in San Francisco after living most of your life in L.A.? Ooh, well, it's expensive. <laughs> I had, a, I mean, this is, I was in a, a one little room. It cost me $2,200 a month. It's expensive. But I love the area. I love the people. You know, they, everybody mind their business. And, you know, it's, it was nice, but it's expensive yeah. in San Francisco. Hey, Poe, I got some ear, uh, some eye-opening words for you. First of all, the Lakers are going to win the championship next year, despite what you say. Okay, hold up, hold up. He says it every year. He says it every year. I don't want you just talking. See, that's just talking. <laughs> you just, I know you're a Laker lover, but look, be realistic. It ain't going to happen. No, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. But you haven't let me finish telling you why. Uh-uh, because look, <laughs> Anthony Davidson came out here and got Hollywood. He going to be hurt the first two weeks. <laughs> See, I think you're wrong there. I think he's doing everything he has to do to be that solid player. I think Westbrook, first of all, they got a good coach that's going to put everything, the pieces in proper place, okay? He's going to talk right. to Westbrook and get him to buy in. Okay. Last but not least, he's going to get them playing defense. And if the Lakers play defense like they did in the bubble, the Lakers are a very good basketball that, team. That's that's not LeBron uh, James. Okay, what was that? Two, three years ago, <laughs> LeBron will be thirty-eight. Maturity, veteran yeah, experience. He, 
fight now. He's a freak of nature. But I'm saying, I mean, if you if you're not playing defense already, what makes uh, Coach Ham gonna make him play defense? What, what I mean, what he gonna put a whip out on him? Or what he gonna have to make be, them start playing defense? Defense has to be practiced every single day. And if you're only going to dibble-dabble on the defense and worry about your offense, then you're going to have problems. They said the other coach was a defensive specialist. Who, Vogel? Yeah. Yeah. They said he, he was a defensive guru. He couldn't get them to play defense. So what 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 Ham got? What magic stick he got? He, he I just, just came off a what, championship what's, uh, what's last year. about Coach Ham? He came off a championship last year, and he was a workman player when he played in his in league. He and he's menacing looking. No, you're not uh, wrong. Uh, the problem is Westbrook. Westbrook's going to suddenly be something he's never been in 15 seasons in the NBA. If you I don't, mean, I'm shipping your ass out of here. If you don't, I'm shipping you out. They should. They absolutely should. If he's not so, going to, if he's not going to finally buy in after 15 not, years of league of doing this, he, addition by subtraction, they're not. They're they're worse off with with him if, if he's not buying in. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna turn it around, Westbrook. I do. Uh, I hope you're right you just, for your sake. You just you you praying for something every day that ain't gonna happen. You just <laughs> wish. You just said, I, I, "Look, that, all right." Don't you break that TV when the Lakers come on. <laughs> don't throw. Don't be throwing rocks at the TV. And I gotta like, say, you know, God dog it. DP gave you a great compliment. He said you never cheated the game, which I think is a great way to say. Russell Westbrook cheating the game. He's cheating the game. I see. I, 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 you know what? This guy's coming off of some great individual accolades. He broke he, a record that probably people have forgotten about. He's I, an incredible I, individual player, but yeah, he's got his yeah. ego gets the best of him. Yeah, but I, I, I truly think that that Coach Ham, unlike Coach Vogel, I think Coach Ham can 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 get him to turn around because he okay. understands this is his last. It's, this is last effort here. Oh, I, I want to ask you something, Coop. What is so great about Coach Ham? What has he done? I think I he's, mean, been a, a, he's a, a assistant coach with the Milwaukee Bucks when they won a championship. He had an integral part in that. He uh, came down all the way. For, I, was, I was with him in Atlanta when I was coaching the Dream for the WNBA. He was down there with the Hawks. They did a good job with that team, bringing that, re- okay. resurrecting that team. I think he has a look. That mean look, I think that's going to scare people and get them right <laughs> all alone. And I think he got that. Artis uh, Gilmore got a, a mean look. <laughs> Artis Gilmore ain't coaching. <laughs> I'm just saying what the look got to do with it. He got I look. I, I'm talking about guys with egos. I'm yeah. talking about big egos. I think he will be able to uh, get to them. I really do. I, I, AD, you don't have to worry about it. I think LeBron, as long as you get his respect, LeBron is a professional where he's going he's gonna to go with whoever's coaching the team. And he'll, he'll be a good uh, representation of a, a player coach on the floor. I really do. Okay. The only one he has to get to, to persuade is Westbrook, and I think he can do that. Did you hear what LeBron said the other day? He said that I wish I was a golfer or a tennis player. <laughs> So what that means? He said them other pigs ain't gonna do what they say. They ain't gonna play hard. He said, "I wish I could be an individual player." So what that? He's already telling you these guys don't care about winning. 
Yeah. I think that'll change when they get to training camp, when he sees. Because the Lakers got a lot of youth on the bench now. <laughs> they got a lot of youth coming in. Ooh. Hey, Coop, you, you ever see the movie Bad Santa? What? You ever see the movie Bad Santa? Uh-huh. <laughs> it says hope in one hand and shit in the other one. See which one fills up faster. <laughs> we got Dwayne Polio on Showtime with Coop. Last question for me, Poe. If you were a Laker player and you were getting ready to finish my sentence and you were getting ready to play the Boston Celtics, what would you say to them? Finna whoop y'all ass. <laughs> There you have it, everybody. (laughs) Showtime quote. And and who would you direct that to? You got Maxwell. You got ML Carr. Uh, Maxwell, the cheerleader (laughs) on the bench waving that towel. That car, I'm I'm really going to be in his face. Thank you for another edition. Poe, thank you, sir, for being on another edition of Showtime with Coop in the can, in the can or in the shit house or wherever we're going to put it. No, Sugar Honey Iced Tea House, wherever you want to put it. Hey, he's giving us a thumbs up. Poe, have a wonderful day, man. Thank you, sir. Hey, thank y'all, fellas. Hey, have a blessed day. You too. All right. Take care, All Paul. right. Thank you, guys.